Bobcat fans. Support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Welcome back. Nuwana's Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow we all die. I know it's morbid, but it's telling you to live your life at, a, at the highest level, man. Enjoy it. Enjoy the moment. Like our good buddies at Up Top Clothing always say, enjoy the moment. Speaking of Up Top, if you want to get some Up Top, come see me down here at the Universal Athletic Service uh, in Bozeman, right here on 7th Avenue. I'm Coulter Nuanas coming to you live from uh, the Montana Football Hall of Fame at the UAS headquarters here uh, in the Gallatin Valley. Very cool, very fun, and uh, we are going to get you all set up continuing uh, throughout the rest of the second hour for the rivalry doubleheader uh, tomorrow down there at Brick Breeden Fieldhouse. Missed anything in the first hour, fun first hour. Took you around the big sky uh, in both men's and women's hoops from the scores from last night. Also gave you some of the top scores from high school hoops and some of the finalists for the National High School Coaches of the Year uh, from the National High School Coaches Association uh, from the state of Montana. We also heard from Cola Badbear. She is a senior for the Montana State women's basketball team, a billing senior product, but a proud member of the Crow Reservation who's become a spokesperson and sort of the face of the No More Stolen Sisters initiative to try to bring awareness to the human trafficking of Native American women uh, from our seven Indian reservations here in Montana. And we also gave you a little preview of the Golden Goat. Tonight, Dahlberg Arena... Missoula Hellgate versus Missoula Big Sky, a spirit war and a basketball doubleheader. The girls' game tips at 6, the guys' game tips at 8, and uh, should be a really fun evening down there uh, at Dahlberg Arena as well. you find everything that we talked about in today's first hour on the Nuanas Now podcast, which is proudly presented by the M Store and the MSU Bookstore. The All-Star Game festivities are starting. They got it up on the TV here at Universal Athletic. And this is uh, worth mentioning. Our good friend and a gal who I did a lot of work with over the last couple years at the Big Sky Conference, Mary Lou's Cook, uh, who's a friend of this show and uh, also a friend of the, the podcast at Skyline Sports. She was the director of digital media at the Big Sky Conference for the last couple years, really helped grow the brand of the league. And now she's doing a variety of things in the Salt Lake area. Well, the NBA All-Star Weekend is in Salt Lake City, and Mary Lou's Cook is one of the hosts for this awesome event. So she's up there on TNT right now hosting the NBA All-Star Weekend. So uh, I know there's no way she's hearing this because she's at work right now, but so proud of you. I mean, so cool that we have a a gal with Big Sky Conference ties that's killing it on the national level and uh, getting national exposure. Uh, Fun uh, to see uh, her star continue to rise. Let's dive into some of the key matchups from uh, for this rivalry doubleheader tomorrow. We talked a lot about Cola Badbear herself and this awesome initiative she's a part of. I want to talk a little bit about the women's game first because that's the one that's up first at 2 p.m. from Brick Breedenfield House. Uh, here's the broad strokes storylines here for these two squads. 
First of all, it's preseason number one versus preseason number two. Montana State coming off of a Big Sky Conference tournament title and a trip to the NCAA tournament. This Bobcat crew, led by a trio of seniors who are etching out one of the great resumes of any groups of young ladies to ever play for Bobcat women's basketball. Darian White, Cola Badbear, Madison Jackson, they are all uh, have been contributors since they were freshmen. They were the three freshmen who got playing time on a stacked team of seniors back in 2020 when Montana State went 19-1 in Big Sky Conference play, won the regular season outright, and looked like they were absolutely well on their way uh, to the NCAA tournament before COVID canceled that and everything else. Uh, and then here we are now, several years later, and they're trying to go back to the NCAA tournament for the second year in a row. Uh, they're trying to hang that regular season banner for the second time in their four-year careers, and uh, they're trying to go out with a bang against Montana as well. The uh, This group of Lady Cats have never lost in Bozeman to the Lady Grizz, and they are 6-1 and one against the Lady Grizz overall uh, in this rivalry. So that's what's at stake for Montana State. Plus, they are alone in first place in the Big Sky Conference standings, so can they stay atop the league standings? For the Lady Grizz, they uh, were really up and down for the first half of the conference season, but they've really started clicking here uh, as of late coming down the stretch. Montana has won five out of six to move to nine and five in uh, league play. It's also very interesting because usually the Lady Grizz stack up so many victories at home. And they were good at home this last weekend, uh, salvaging a split after losing to Idaho State. They beat Weber State. But they're 4-4 four and four in conference home games, which is a far cry from the success that they're used to at Dahlberg Arena uh, for Montana women's basketball. They're also, though, the best road team in the league. They're 5-1 and one in the conference on the road. That's the best record in road games of anybody in the big sky on the women's side, even better than Montana State. The Cats are 5-2 and two in road games, but Montana 5-1. and one. The Cats, by the way, 10-2 and two at home this year, 6-1 uh, and one in big sky conference games uh, at Brick Breen Fieldhouse. But the Lady Grizz, they are sitting there right now tied with Sac State for third, a game behind uh, Northern Arizona for second in the win column. So certainly a game where Montana could continue to climb as well. Andrew? It, that, those are sort of the broad strokes when it comes to uh, this rivalry. But what do you think in terms of the, the, the matchups, the on-the-court matchups? I mean, what are you going to be watching uh, in this back-and-forth between Montana and Montana State in the first game of this doubleheader at uh, 2 p.m. for Brick Breeden Fieldhouse? Well, I think the most important thing for Montana Coulter is just being able to contain Darian White, and we'll see what matchup they uh, – we'll see how they choose to guard her. We'll see who will will be guarding her most of the time. Uh, but she was able to slice and dice, and I don't know. I thought they did an okay job in the first game in Missoula. Uh, got her into the paint, but she was just it, she's just hitting those floaters. And I mean, she can get into the paint anytime she wants. Uh, and when she's hitting those floaters, they're not there's not much you can do with her. Uh, they're going to try to turn her into a jump shooter. I'm not sure if the Lady Grizz have anybody who can stay in front of her. So maybe it does just come down to whether she's hitting those those little pull up one hand push shots. I mean, that's the mark of true greatness, right? Everybody in the league knows that Darian White wants to get into the lane and then make stuff happen, whether it's her her sweet little one-handed floater or kick into the corners to the variety of three-point shooters. Everybody in the league knows it. It's all she's done for four years, and yet you can't stop her. I mean, that's just the measure of true greatness. I mean, if you're Montana, though, 
who do you think's the best option to start out on her? Because Montana's made such great strides here the last couple weeks by taking Gina Markson off the ball offensively, putting Matt Koning on the ball. That sort of started in the first matchup in Missoula between Montana and Montana State. Uh, that was sort of the emergence of Matt Koning, and she's been the starting point guard since then. Uh, but do you trust a freshman uh, to guard one of the great point guards that this league's ever seen? Yeah, I think Montana's preference on, on both ends of the floor would be to see more of the, the Gina Markson-Darian White matchup. Gina Markson's a girl who's had a ton of experience in this league. She's guarded Darian White before. Uh, if you can get White guarding Markson, that takes White out of the main actions that Montana is running if Koenig's on the ball and, and Markson's spotting up. So you want to push that matchup if you're the Lady Grizz. You want to keep Koenig out of foul trouble early, especially in that environment. In Bozeman, uh, you know, if she gets a little over-eager guarding Darian White early uh, and picks up a quick two, that really changes the game. So if I was Montana, I'd, I'd go with Gina Markson on, on Darian White to start, but we'll see what they do. The other point, Nuan is now ESPN Radio, coming to you live from the Universal Athletic Service headquarters here in Bozeman, Montana. We're broadcasting to you right below the Montana Football Hall of Fame. If you're in and around the area, come on down. they got unbelievable amount of gear down here whether you're a bobcat grizz whatever they got all sorts of good sales going on you can get all geared up before the rivalry weekend uh, tomorrow so we're here right off of 7th avenue here in bozeman and appreciate uas and the montana football hall of fame for helping us bring a uh, nuanas now live to you uh, the, the other thing that brian holsinger montana uh, lady grizz head coach said on this show earlier this week andrew was that he thought that the d- definitive uh turning point or I guess the definitive factor that helped Montana State earn a 72-63 win in Missoula was just the fact that the seniors for the Bobcats thoroughly outplayed the seniors for the Grizzlies. I can't remember the official stat line, but I think Gina Markson, uh, Sammy Fackin, and Carmen G. Feller combined to make like three or four field goals. I think they were something like four of 22, four of 24, something really, really not good. And they also turned the ball over double-digit amount of times combined. If not for both Matt Koning and Libby Stupp going off in this game and, and scoring 20-plus points each, Montana might have got completely buried. Then on the flip side, Darian White scored 23. Cole Badbear got into double figures. Masson Jackson hit a clutch three when Montana was trying to make a run. Uh, so it really was the veterans uh, for Montana State carrying the day. I mean, how much do you think that that uh, falls on, particularly the shoulders of Carmen G. Feller? Because, I mean, she has proven... The only time the Lady Grizz have broken through against Montana State during this era of young ladies playing against each other was when Carmen G. Feller absolutely shot the lights out of Dahlberg Arena. She scored 34 points in Missoula in the rivalry game uh, last year, but then she had, I think, four points or something like that in the first time around, and she was in foul trouble. So, I mean, how much does this falls on the shoulders of the seniors, particularly G. Feller for the Lady Grizz? Yeah, it's huge. You talked about it with Cola Badbear earlier, and, and it's good that you brought up that game last year again. Uh, that's Carmen G. Feller at her best was last year's game in Dahlberg against the Cats, and, and they needed her to be to take down that team last year. At her best, she's one of the most uh, unique and diverse offensive weapons in the league. She can cause Cola Badbear a lot of problems if she's hitting from outside, uh, drawing her out of the paint. And then also taking her down in the paint and getting those touches inside for post-ups. I'm not sure what happened to the to the Lady Grizz seniors in the first game. I think I'm sort of inclined to just chalk it up to it's just they're just missing shots, right? Because we know all three of those girls are good players, but certainly they're going to have to show it uh, this time around. 
Duan is now ESPN Radio. Let's dive into our Big Sky Spotlight. It's presented by Dave Maldonado and Maldonado Law. Maldonado Law, your Big Sky defender. You don't want to battle the insurance companies by yourself. So if you have been in a car accident that wasn't your fault, give Dave and his team a call today. More analysis on the men's game. Our good buddy Ian Laird just walked in, so we'll break down some of the uh, top matchups in this game uh, coming up tomorrow night. But first, I caught up with Anand Moody down there at Dahlberg Arena uh, earlier this week. Moody has walked a meandering trail to get back to Missoula, Montana. He's from Dickinson, North Dakota. Uh, He played for several years at North Dakota, then he played several more years at Southern Utah, and here he is as a sixth-year senior, but he might even have another year of eligibility left. A guy that's uh, now 25 years old, he was telling me the other day. He's married, got multiple kids, uh, so certainly an elevated uh, level of maturity. Uh, This was just part of our conversation. Kyle Hansen from uh, MTN was in on the interview as well, and uh, he was doing a feature on Ana, which you can check out during the broadcast of the game tomorrow. But either way, uh, here's some just thoughts of Ana Moody, especially regarding how the Montana men's basketball team has really turned the corner. They had their worst start of the 21st century in Big Sky Conference play. Started 3-6 and six over the first nine games of action. They've really turned the corner, though, here, and they've won five in a row, entering this rivalry game. It's been since 2010 that Montana State swept the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies are going to need to win in Bozeman tomorrow to avoid it. Here is Grizz Super Senior, Anand Moody, our Big Sky Spotlight, presented by Maldonado Law. You know, I'm just starting to get comfortable, and I think as a team, we're just coming together and we're starting to figure out not only who we are as people, but who we are as players. You know, chemistry takes time, and I think that um, the difference between the first half of the conference season and the second half so far has just been that camaraderie that we have together. Remember you mentioned when you got here, your, your role, you thought you maybe need to be a passer, and then yeah. you noticed pretty soon you guys might need some scoring, and so, you know, now that you've kind of embraced that and kind of taken off the last few weeks, is, is that just like flow, or I guess what do you maybe attribute to that? Yeah, I definitely just flow. I I feel like when I play, I'm almost in a flow state where um, I'm not thinking and I'm just playing. And I have uh, to give credit to Travis and the coaching staff and also my teammates for just making it easy for me to go and play. Your dad mentioned that when I talked to him after the game. He said you could tell you were playing with a lot of joy. Is that something you kind of had to re-embrace and kind of learn how to do again? Yeah, I think the last couple years, actually my whole college career besides this year, it's just been a struggle. It's been um, a battle for minutes and a battle for um, just the ability to impact a team. And I feel like I've been able to calm down this year because I know I'm going into games and I'm I'm going to get my opportunities um, because of the trust that I've built with Trav and the work that I've put in and, you know, obviously the preseason summer that I've proved myself so um, yeah I just try to cultivate joy because I feel like whatever I do with joy whether that's being a husband and dad or, or school and education whatever you do with joy you're going to be better at it seems like that is maybe one of the most elusive parts of college basketball is refinding that yeah. so many times guys have it when they're playing high school and then to get back to it it's kind of hard right yes that's exactly what it is because everybody has fun when you're the main player on your team <laughs> totally. and it's so much more fun that way but um, you have to learn how to reinvent your game and reinvent your mentality um, and I think I've done that and now I've got myself in a position where I am starting again so um, 
Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. Is it weird being famous? Because <laughs> you're kind of you're like kind of locally famous now. Uh, I wouldn't consider myself as famous, but I mean, all the buzz that's going on in the city, it's been like amazing. Especially because I'm just right down the street in North Dakota, um, and I used to look up to schools like Montana and Montana State growing up. Um, and actually, I wanted to come here. Um, it just so happened that NDSU and UND were the only schools that really recruited me heavily. Um, so you know. It's been great, honestly. It's, it's been pretty cool, like, having all of, like, the people reach out to me. And then you have Ahmad Rory reach out to me on Twitter. Um, and I used to look up to him as well when I was a freshman um, at UND and when I was a registered. So um, I remember him from the scouting report. He was he was a tough guy to guard. You mentioned just coming together and sort of the chemistry getting smoothed out. Is there, like, a, a moment that you can point to as to when that started, uh, like, a tipping point for when it started to happen? Sacramento State, 100%. So Trav had a comment that said, like, sometimes you need to fight before you can hug and like we definitely fought I don't think we left the gym until like 11pm and we fought um, because we just had to figure some things out and there were some unspoken issues that we weren't addressing as a team and uh, you know we say we break down in our huddle that we're a family and we weren't acting like it at the time so Trav had revoked that ability for us to be able to break down and say that we're a family we've gotten that back since then um, and, and I think that's just what it was that was the tipping point that was the breaking point when it comes to this defining the hierarchy of leadership, is is it how do you go about doing that? You're an older guy, but you're new to the program. Several of the older guys are new to the program. You have a couple of guys that have been around here for a little while. So how do you kind of go about you know exerting leadership abilities when you're the new one on the block? Yeah, see, that's something that I actually wanted to wait and see if guys would follow me or see if uh, leadership was given to me from the coaches. Um, and. At this point, it seems like that's happened. So naturally, I've taken a little bit of responsibility as far as leadership. And Josh Bannon, obviously, Brandon Whitney has been here. Um, but as far as vocal leadership, I haven't really been that guy in the past. And now I'm starting to embrace that um, because I believe that I have to. And I think that as an older guy, being part of really four programs with four different head coaches, um, I've been around the block and I know what I'm talking about. So when I talk, people listen. Bannon has such natural leadership skills, too. What's the balancing act like with him? And also, what do you think of just him as a, as a leader? He's a great leader. Um, he's a fiery leader. He's yeah. going to come at you, but he's also going to come at himself. So if you think he's hard on you, he's hard on his, himself times 10. Um, so I think that we, because I'm not as in your face and I'm not as intense, I'm more of a calm presence or a joyous presence. Um, I think that we, we really balance each other out very well. What do you think of the matchup on Saturday, then? How do you keep the momentum going? Well, I mean, I think we're in a good position with them just being taken off by Weber, you know, and us going and beating Weber at their their own place, and that's obviously a hard place to win. Um, and the way that we got the win, you know, we just – I think right now we're just learning how to make the plays that we need to make when we need to make them. Um, and, you know – I think we have all the momentum in the world, and basketball is a game of runs. It's a game of momentum, um, but momentum carries into games, and I think that right now we have the energy and we have that that charisma that we're going to bring into this game. So um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, think that there's no part of me that doesn't believe we're going to win. Anand Moody here on Nuanez now. He's a senior for the Grizz men's basketball team. He's on one of the best shooting streaks in the league. He's up to 15 and a half points per game into the top 10 in the league in scoring. He is Montana's leading scorer. And these last couple weeks, 
He's been Montana's nominee for Big Sky Conference Player of the Week. A couple weeks ago, he went 26 points each uh, game, <laughs> and uh, he hit 10 total threes over the weekend. He didn't win Player of the Week. I don't know what you got to do to win Player of the Week except for not play for one of the Montana schools. But I digress. That's uh, <laughs> that's kind of the tail of the tape right now. If you play at Montana or Montana State in men's or women's basketball, you're not winning any Player of the Weeks. If you play at Portland State or something, though, and you go one and three over the last couple weeks, and uh, you went, you still win back-to-back players of the week, I can't go down this road. It's too negative. We're here having a good time at Universal Athletic Service here in Bozeman. That is our Big Sky Spotlight. It's presented by Dave Maldonado and Maldonado Law. Maldonado Law, your Big Sky defenders. If you want to help battling the insurance companies, visit BigSkyDefender.com. Uh, Andrew, uh, any last thoughts on uh, just the matchup between the men, myself, and Ian Laird, who just sat down next to me? We're going to break down this matchup here after the break. But um, just uh, final thoughts for you uh, on this uh, Grizz-Cat game here in uh, Bozeman on Saturday night. Yeah, Coulter, I'm just happy. Uh, we won't get too granular. I, I'll leave that to you and Ian. I'm just happy this one feels like it's got consequences. Feels like uh, it's going to be big no matter who wins. Uh, in terms of the conference standings, the the first one this season lost a little bit of that luster because the Grizz were struggling a little bit. Uh, I think Eastern Washington had sort of blitzed everybody in the league. We were wondering if, if Montana State was even going to be able to hang with Eastern Washington. Uh, this one now has, has real consequences, has real stakes. It feels like it is two of the four best teams going at it again. So I'm just excited for that. It's always fun when it means something more than just the rivalry. It means something in the standings as well. And you got the uh, Cats sitting alone in second place. Win or lose, that will remain the same tomorrow. And then you got the Grizz, who've won five in a row to play their way up into uh, the top four in the standings. And another win uh, would be big for Montana to continue to carry the momentum here as we enter uh, the stretch run last couple weeks of the regular season. Nuan is now live from Bozeman, Montana. Coming to you on ESPN Radio, as well as the uh, ESPN MT app. And if you're watching on TV, we're not there in the studio because we're here at Universal Athletic Service here uh, on 7th Avenue in Bozeman. Thanks so much to UAS, as well as the Montana Football Hall of Fame, uh, for continuing to support us as we always take this radio show on the road, especially when we got rivalry uh, action here uh, in Bozeman, Montana. Yeah, Bozeman native and a guy who's been on the play-by-play call for both the men's and women's games throughout the season here, Ian Laird. The ESPN Plus voice of the Bobcats next. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. For unquestionably committed coverage of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics from a homegrown local source, you can count on Skyline Sports. The grassroots news-gathering organization is owned and operated by Coulter and Brooks Nuanas, a pair of Missoula natives and University of Montana graduates. For the best sports journalism in the state, you can choose to buy local when you choose to buy Skyline Sports. For $8 a month or $90 a year, you can get the best coverage available at SkylineSportsMT.com. Skyline Sports, every day, every season. ESPN Radio. Everybody always asks me, what do you like better, Missoula or Bozeman? I love both towns. Grew up in Missoula. Spent eight years here in Bozeman. Why don't what you guys got going in Bozeman, though, that we don't have in Missoula? Whole Foods. (laughs) That, too. Constant sunshine. I'm seeing the sunshine in. It is so gray in Missoula. It is so much nicer here. Even when it's colder, the sun is just so awesome. I love it. 
Kalispell, uh, my wife's from Whitefish, and we always go up to Kalispell to, to see friends and all that kind of stuff. And it's gorgeous, the one out of every 90 days that it's sunny. It's beautiful. <laughs> right, right. But I do miss that about when I'm gone about Bozeman. It's just always sunny. Is it minus 30? Sure. Sure. But uh, it is always uh, sunny. I think uh, our tax dollars and everything else... Uh, that uh, they pay for the clouds to go away with as expensive as Bozeman is nowadays. We are coming to you live from the Universal Athletic Service here uh, in Bozeman, Montana. It is Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. Ian Laird joining me, Coulter Nuanas, here from UAS, and uh, we're happy to be in town uh, on hand for a variety of reasons. Doubleheader down there at Brick Breeden Fieldhouse tomorrow, 2 p.m. for the women's game. And uh, 7 p.m. for the men's game. This guy and this guy. We're both going to be on the ESPN Plus broadcast. So thanks for inviting me, man. It's going to be great. Yeah, uh, MSU called me and they said, you need to find a Grizz Homer <laughs> to, uh, now, to be your color person. And I, uh, and I said, sure, we can, we can do that. Uh, no, uh, you know more about basketball when it comes to men's or women's uh, Big Sky and, and Cat Grizz than uh, pretty much anybody. And so uh, it was kind of an easy call on that one. We're also going to have uh, Tom D'Amico at halftime as an interview. Nice. Uh, so uh, it should be a long but uh, a very great day of uh, basketball up there at Worthington. Well, it's, uh, it should be really fun. Um, let's start with the women's game then. Ian has been on the call for ESPN Plus for the duration of this basketball season. This is kind of cool. When you're on the call, you're just the guy that's down at the bricks. You don't ever have to go on the road. So you get a taste of the women and then the men and then the women and then the men. So you get to see uh, both teams uh, pretty heavily. So um, the MSU women came into the year, ton of expectations, defending Big Sky Conference Tournament champions, and with one of the most star-studded senior classes that the school and the program has seen, led by Darian White, Cole Badbear, a couple of the uh, fan favorites of all time here for MSU women's hoops. And uh, they've done nothing but live up to the expectations. They're alone in first place. They're a full two games out in front of everybody at 11-3 and three atop the Big Sky Conference standings. This the group, though. I mean, they're just so fun to be around, man. Like the Instagram videos that they put out and stuff, <laughs> like their Valentine's Day pickup lines. They're just hilarious, and I, 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 uh, I envy you that you get to spend time around these young ladies because they're, despite the success on the basketball court, they're just first class gals. And that the energy and that fun that they bring is genuine. And I think a lot of times you can see it's kind of forced fun or anything like that, but the, all of the women get along great. Uh, they have a great time playing. Uh, none of them are really selfish. They've switched the lineup a couple times. Yep. doesn't matter. Uh, Beattie was starting. Now she's coming off the bench a majority of the time, which adds that spark of scoring when she comes in. Uh, but it's a great group of women. We we say that uh, they they sub in like hockey teams. That's right. Where it's just five at a time. But uh, they are having a blast this year. Has have had some up and downs on the road, um, but when they're going, uh, they're they're really fun to watch and a really tough team. Well, that's one of the things that sort of sets them apart, uh, and one of the strategies that Trisha Binford has employed is the fact that she understands that they have so many great players. So most coaches like a seven or eight player rotation. She is fully in to play a nine. 10, 11, and, and you're right. I mean, sometimes it is like a full-sale hockey shift. They'll sub in four gals at a time. So, uh, But I think that that sort of helps them sustain their level of play because I think they do have a little bit more gas in the tank than a lot of other teams in the league. We, we've we mentioned before on the broadcast, and it's not an offense to MSU at all. Uh, we had a couple people say, well, that's kind of rude. But 
at times they're like an old car. They, sure. It takes them a while to get going, but mm-hmm. once they get into that flow and once they start, uh, they just take off. And really what they do by that third or fourth, and this is a cliche as well, but they just wear teams down. By the end of the third and through the fourth quarter, they're still throwing in their 10th person on the bench, maybe 11th, 11th person on the bench, which is just as good as their 6th or 7th player. Uh, but as fresher, they've got some young players that never get tired. I get tired just walking <laughs> through the uh, th- through the brick. Uh, but they've got a lot of players that that never get tired or never seem to, and they just wear you down um, with their kind of fast paced play. Ian Laird, ESPN Plus play by play man for both Montana State women's and men's hoops, joining us here uh, on Nuanas now. Also a friend of the show for a variety of different reasons, and one of the sponsors of the show, courtesy of J&V Restaurant Supply. Uh, so this is part of our Montana State Minute, presented by J&V. Uh, if you want to go check them out, they have three locations across the state of Montana, Bozeman, Billings, and Great Falls. Can't make it in? Go check out jvrestaurant.com. That's been one of the most underrated additions, I think, to this Bobcat team is the addition of Gracie Beasley. Because Darian White, I mean, she's she's the, uh, the Energizer Bunny. She never stops going. But she's played, you know, so many games, and everybody in the league knows the scout. And so they have to be able to keep some tread off the tires so she could be at her best going into Boise. Being able to have another tenacious point guard, though, that you could bring in and, and put on the ball, I mean, that's been such a huge key for the Montana State women as well. And she's really stepped up in these last three or four games. Uh, some huge steals. Uh, great defense, but she can also drive, kind of like Darian White does. She can drive to the hole. Uh, that opens up the outside shots, what the Cats have struggled with uh, a little bit off and on from outside. But they're open, and so when they're hitting them, they're dangerous. But Beasley's been great to watch. The other thing that I think is a huge key is not only do you have two, maybe three point guards that can come in at a time, you've got two, three, maybe even four bigs down low, Colin Bad Bear, uh, Deedon comes in, Jansen comes in, and then um, Dykstra, I almost forgot her name. Mara Dykstra, yeah. Dykstra can come in, who's a, a younger player, but has really stepped up here as she's gotten more playing time. But no matter what you do against them, especially in guard play, they're just really hard to stop for a full 40 minutes. It'll be interesting to see the matchup uh, with the Lady Grizz. Lady Grizz, since their loss to Montana State in Missoula, have turned the corner and have looked like one of the other best teams in the league, what was sort of your your vibe or gauge coming out of this last weekend? I mean, how do you think Montana State uh, seems just mentally and, and uh, prepared wise with Montana coming to town? I think they're they're looking pretty good. Uh, again, I think the key is going to be can they hit those outside shots? That's going to force that defense away from the middle. If they can hit some of those outside shots, then you can't double down or collapse on White as much. Because if you do, they're going to be open shots. Lamardo outside, she can get going. And when she does, um, she can she can light it up from, from the sure. three-point line. She struggled uh, against the Grizz over her career. She That's hasn't right. scored more, more than 10 points in any game she's played against UM. So I, I think that will be a key. Beattie outside, of course. Uh, will be a key as well. Beattie is kind of that fiery player that you need, that Rodman-type player that's not going to back down from anybody. Deaton's kind of that same way. But with that inside game and, and being able to shoot it from outside, um, it, it should be a tough matchup. But the Grizz, like you said, have been been on a roll here lately. I don't expect G. Feller to have two points like exactly. she did in yeah. Missoula again. So uh, it's a dangerous, it should be a great game. The matchups within the matchups, the three that I'm watching, 
One, what does Montana do against Darian White? Because Darian White did whatever she wanted in Missoula. She went nuts, got in the paint. She had 23 points and 6-6 and uh, just was all over the place and dominated the game. So how does Montana go about slowing her down? And then I'm also very keen on Cola Badbear and Carmen G. Feller. Those two young ladies have battled against each other uh, for the last four years. Badbear did such a good job on G. Feller last time, as Ian mentioned, holding her to two points. And then I'm also wondering which energy spark plug uh, brings it at a high level because Danny Barsh has been averaging almost 12 rebounds per game since entering, entering the starting lineup for the Lady Grizz, uh, a former standout out of Helena Capital. And then Lexi Deaton, who hails from Missoula and is the daughter of a former Lady Grizz great, she is sort of that uh, energy uh, go-to in the post for Montana State. So those are sort of the matchups within the matchups. Ian Laird joining us here uh, on Nuanas Now. It's our Montana State Minute presented by J&B Restaurant Supply. I was talking about the men's game. We'll be on the call on ESPN Plus. So if you want to tune in to us tomorrow at 7 p.m., very much looking forward uh, to jumping on the call with this guy. He's been doing Bobcat basketball all season long, and I'll be riding along uh, doing the color commentary. Uh, a lot of key matchups in this one, but I think the broad storyline here is sometimes when you you hire the prodigal son, so to speak, like the fan favorite, the guy that everybody wants, it can go so bad because everybody loves the guy who was the former player, the all-time great, and then you sort of overlook a lot of the the, the uh, intangibles, the X's and O's and all that. I was personally skeptical. Danny Sprinkle I knew was an awesome guy. I knew that he would be have a ton of pride in Bobcat basketball. I was skeptical of his, his ability to step in as a head coach. He has 100% proved that skepticism wrong. He is the best coach Montana State's had since he was a player uh, playing under Mick Durham, who uh, he stylistically is so reminiscent of. But here we are in your foreigner sprinkle, and he's raised this program to heights they haven't seen in the 21st century. I mean, Montana State was basically stuck in fourth place for like 20 years. It was fourth or fifth, and that was it. Whether it was Brad Hughes or Brian Fish, everybody had a hard time getting getting it rolling here uh, at MSU, more than just kind of middle of the league. But here Sprinkle is going for his third straight 21 season. They're going for the back-to-back Big Sky Conference Championships. They won their first Big Sky title in 20 years. They won their first Big Sky tournament title since the mid-'90s when he was a player. And they snapped a losing streak against the Grizzlies. They won in Missoula and snapped a losing streak uh, there at Dahlberg Arena. The only thing he hasn't done is sweep the Grizz. And to me, that's the overwhelming narrative in this game. And it's contrasted by the fact that Travis Takir now, in his ninth year lead in his alma mater, Never gotten swept by the Bobcats. So I think there's a lot riding for both these head coaches heading into this matchup. Well, and I think the Cats are they're firmly in second place. Right. Uh, they could fall. I think if they go 2-2, two and two, they'd still be in, in second place. I don't know if anybody's going to catch uh, Eastern or not, but yep. seeding is going to be huge. One of the things, like you were talking about when Danny was hired and everything else. Danny, I, I don't remember because I was here when he went to high school or sure, when he played sure. here. Uh, I was in high school here. I don't remember him being amazing at defense. Sure. He was a great three-point shooter <laughs> yep. and, and great on offense. I don't remember him being great on defense. So one of my questions was, what does he do there on the defensive side? Well, they're number one in the in the conference in defense. He really stresses that. He's a lot uh, fierier than I remember him being For as sure. a player as well. Uh, but I think it fits. I think the players get that. Um, and it's been a great turnaround for uh, Montana State. Like you said, it was since I was uh, in college was the last time that they were really in that top tier of it. And it's taken them a while. They lost in the first round, then they lost in the championship, uh, and then they finally made it over last year. I think Eastern came out on st- on storm. I mean, they still haven't lost yet. 16 wins in a row, 14 and, in a league play. It's unbelievable. And I don't think anybody saw that coming. I think the Cats are still where they want to be. 
They're a team, though, even though it's towards the end of the season, they're still trying to figure it out. They're yeah. still trying to figure it out on offense. Defense, they got it locked in. They lost a lot of really good players last year. Um, but this is going to be a really tough matchup against the Grizz who are playing, uh, coming in red hot as well. When you look at the way that, that these two teams have sort of uh, construction, t- constructed their rosters, before this phenomenon of, of the uh, endless transfers and kids get to be in college until they're 30 and all these different things, it's... Montana was actually on the forefront of dominating the big sky because of transfers. Travis DeKeer brought in some of the best transfers the league seen, specifically guys like Ahmad Rory, Jamara Coe. Then Montana sort of got bitten by some transfers that didn't pan out, whether they got in trouble, got dismissed from the program, or just flat weren't at the players that Montana expected them to be. And so Coach DeKeer kind of went away from that. But then he sort of built this core with guys like Josh Bannon, Brandon Whitney, and now he's added some key transfers to the mix. Anand Moody has fit in flawlessly. Deshaun Thomas has been a good spark coming from Colorado State. And Lionel Martin coming from the J.C. ranks. Then you look at Montana State, though, I think the way that they've constructed their roster has also been brilliant. I think Danny Sprinkle has navigated the new age way of doing this better than anybody, whether it's getting guys like Jabril Bella from the J.C. ranks, guys like Raekwon Battle uh, from the Pac-12, or guys like Darius Brown and, and Caleb Fuller from you know sort of the co-mid-majors from the Big West, from uh, a comparable league to the Big Sky Conference. I think the thing you could say that stands out the most about the Cats, though, is you look at their top eight, and really... Tyler Patterson, Sam Lekalot, and Patrick McMahon are the only guys that they brought in out of high school. The rest of them are all transfers. But you don't really think of it like that. You just think of them like Bobcats. I think that's been the most impressive part of what Danny Sprinkle's done is he's he's made it that all these guys from all these different places and from all over the world, quite frankly, have come in here and they're playing for the name on the front of the jersey more than anything. And I think when we talked about the women earlier and how they, uh, they gel and they seem like they have fun and everything else, Danny Sprinkle does a great job as well of going on social media, showing the the town and, and Bozeman and, and fans in general, yeah. kind of the excitement that these kids have, their personalities, they're allowed to show their personalities yeah. out in, in public and, and uh, around boosters and everything else. And so it makes them instantly likable and also somebody that you want to go watch. Totally. I think that has been a huge thing. And again, you talked about Danny being a a hometown star from Helena, played for the Cats. A lot of people wanted to come to watch that, but it was an exciting brand of basketball that he brought. And I think the players he's brought in feed off of that excitement and play that same exciting way. When you were talking about how we were kind of in the doldrums, there were no exciting Bobcat teams back then. They'd score 60, they'd score 70, they played average offense, average defense, and they would just kind of be there. With Danny, it's a fun style of basketball. He doesn't make them think too much about plays or anything else. Uh, he just lets them do their thing and, and play the way that they play. Now, are there times that he gets on them? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Quite a few, if they're not doing it the right way. But uh, but it's a fun style of basketball, and I think when you bring in transfers, it's it's always an issue. But when you lose five or six of your best players off a Big Sky team, you've got to do that. Uh, McMahon went down earlier with a uh, yep. with a with a broken ankle, so that kind of affected their their lineup and and how they played and everything in their outside shooting. But it's been a lot of fun so far this year, and uh, I think that'll continue on through Boise. Ian Laird joining us here on Nuanas Now. It's our Montana State Minute presented by J&V Restaurant Supply. Ian is the play-by-play guy for Montana State men's and women's basketball on the ESPN Plus stream uh, all season long. And he and I will be on the call tomorrow, 7 p.m. tip from Brick Breeden Fieldhouse. 
Uh, in terms of uh, looking into the, this matchup, I'm so fascinated to see, and, and I, I must say, I got to give Travis Takira a ton of credit because we have been incredibly critical of the stuck in the mud lack of innovative offense for the Grizz men's basketball team over the last couple of years. We were truly questioning if they didn't just didn't get the memo that threes are <laughs> worth more than twos. Like if you watch modern day basketball across the board, pro college, high school, everybody's putting a high priority on three-point shooting. The Grizz were not. They, they were running this slogging, slow-paced, dribble-drive type offense. They were never getting out in transition. But to their credit, and to the credit of Coach DeCure, their recent hot streak has completely coincided with a complete change in what they're doing offensively. They got multiple guys, specifically Anand Moody and specifically Deshaun Thomas, who are such mismatches when you set them when you set screens for them and let them move without the ball. Those guys being able to get free, find space, shoot from distance, that's completely revolutionized the way the Grizz are playing. And now they've gone from a team that was dead in the water when it came to three-point shooting to maybe the best three-point shooting or maybe the most dangerous three-point shooting team in the league. That's the thing that sets Montana apart from everybody else is they have a true stretch five in Deshaun Thomas who can play defense against the five-man, but also step outside the perimeter uh, offensively. So you got to give them credit for their wholesale changes and, and uh, running this motion offense. That said, though, as you were mentioning, Montana State, for as much prowess as Danny Sprinkle had as an offensive player and as much of an offensive style we assumed he might have coming into uh, the, as the head coach of Montana State, they've hung their hats on defense. So I'm just so interested to see that matchup. How, how does Montana State junk up and, and muddy up what Montana's trying to do, especially with the guys moving without the ball and trying to get open uh, on the perimeter. Well, and Moody uh, reminds me a little bit of uh, Lillard, Damian Lillard, where once he's past half court, he can make it. (laughs) That's right. There's no, like, well, he's four feet, that's a bad shot or anything else. And the other thing DeCure has done, and I've I've heard Grizzly fans talk about it, and again, I don't watch as many Grizzly fans or Grizzly games as I should, for reasons. Um, But one of the things that he's done is he's 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 given him carte blanche of if you want to take the shot, take it. In the past, I think that he got stuck with that was a bad three-point shot. I don't want you taking him anymore. Uh, or you need to go inside before you take that three. With Moody, he he's he's got just the green light to if you want to take it, take it. And he's hitting him. And, and he did against the, the Cats over in Missoula. Uh, Cats looked like they were going to run away with it there at the end. And then Moody hits with three or four deep three-pointers uh, in a row, and, and that kind of pushed him forward. So I th- uh, on that case, I think if, if you can hold Moody under his age in points, <laughs> then, I, uh, then I think you'll, you're, you're going to be okay. <laughs> we will have uh, plenty of keys to the game, key matchups, all that stuff in our pregame uh, on ESPN Plus tomorrow. And uh, the men's game tips at 7 p.m. And uh, looking forward to being on the call uh, with this guy. It's our Montana State Minute presented by JNV Restaurant Supply. JNV Restaurant Supply, your home for everything kitchen. Go visit their great website, jvrestaurant.com. Looking forward to it tomorrow night, man. Thanks for swinging by. It should be a blast. You want us now? ESPN Radio. We'll put a bow on this thing and send you into the weekend. And coming up right after us. Don't change the channel because on SWX Montana Television, the battle for the Golden Goat tips at 6 p.m. Missoula Big Sky, Missoula Hellgate squaring off in not only a basketball doubleheader but also a spirit war. We'll wrap up the week, give you final talking points about the rivalry game live from Universal Athletic Service in Bozeman, Montana. This is Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio.
Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear or shop online at MontanaMStore.com. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Trail Influence Playlist this week. Thanks to our good friends at our sister station over at the Trail 103.3 FM, Montana's Quality Rock. They're always giving me great music suggestions. Well, Mount Joy, that sounds like a Missoula band, doesn't it, right? I hope they come uh, to the state of Montana at some point. We here at Nuanas Now are coming to you live from the Universal Athletic Service headquarters here in Bozeman, Montana. We're right off of 7th Avenue. We're only going to be hanging out here for about five more minutes, but they'll be open here tonight and then, of course, all day tomorrow as well. So if you need some gear, swing on by and get all geared up. Uh, they got gear for all your favorite Montana teams. We are on hand here in the Gallatin Valley in preparation for a rivalry doubleheader. Montana at Montana State. The women's game tips at 2 p.m. The men's game tips at 7 p.m., and we're looking forward to it. You can find full coverage, post-game press conferences, a post-game podcast, as well as write-ups from both the men's and women's games at SkylineSportsMT.com. And you can also find full reactions and sound bites, plus a whole bunch of analysis this upcoming Monday uh, on Nuanas Now as part of the Montana Basketball Hour. Very much excited to bring you a uh, full slate of rivalry coverage here as uh, for the second time this year, Montana and Montana State square off on the hardwood. Appreciate UAS and the Montana Football Hall of Fame for bringing us uh, this opportunity once again to do this broadcast from down here uh, at one of our favorite spots. They're always so hospitable. They got the table set up for me right away. I'm going to roll out the red carpet for us, and uh, we love doing the show from down here. So appreciate the Montana Football Hall of Fame as well as Universal Athletic Service uh, for their continued support of us here at ESPN Radio. You missed anything in Nuanas now today? We took you all the way around the Big Sky Conference. Last night's scoreboard gave you some high school scores as well. We also heard from Cola Badbear, senior women's basketball player for the Montana State women's basketball team. Gave you a preview of the Golden Goat, which, by the way, tips here in about four minutes uh, on SWX Montana Television, Missoula Big Sky versus Missoula Hellgate, a prep hoops doubleheader. So looking forward to that. Heard from Anand Moody of the Grizz men's basketball team and got some insight from Ian Laird, the play-by-play guy on ESPN Plus for both Montana State men and women's hoops. All of it on the Nuanas Now podcast, which is proudly presented by the M Store and the MSU Bookstore. Want to watch us on the telly tomorrow? Stream us on ESPN Plus. I'll be on the call for the men's game st- tipping off at 7 p.m. Thanks, everybody, back at the studio, especially Tommy and Andrew for helping us get on the air. And thanks so much to you for listening to us here at ESPN Radio. We'll be back at it on Monday at 4 p.m. In the meantime, have yourself a wonderful weekend and be good. This has been Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. I am here with Catherine DeLands of The Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, the advocates can surely help you. What sort of expertise do you guys have when it comes to uh, any sort of personal injury accidents, things like that? 
Uh, it's all we practice. Uh, you're not going to get an attorney who's practicing family law or in court defending criminal cases. All we do is personal injury. We're a multi-state firm, but I'm right here in M- Missoula. So we have the backing of a large firm uh, with just years of expertise there, too. Free consultations. You can find out more by calling 406 640 4444 or by visiting online 24 7 montanaadvocates.com.